in stores near you. And welcome back to episode 37 of Pretty Four Weekly. My name is Chase Schweitzer. I'll be your host from Spare Bedroom Studios. As always, I'm joined by my dear friend, colleague, co-host, contributor to City View and Consequence of Sound, Parker Reed. It's human spider hunting season. <laughs> you don't need a license to hunt a human spider. <laughs> Can't you see a, a, a an 80s movie character, fisherman character saying that line, just deadpan into the camera doing a fake accent? Can you do it right now? You don't need a license. <laughs> the shock on your face. You don't need a license to hunt a human spider. <laughs> Dramatic swell but, uh, of a shitty synth horn. <laughs> Josh is just losing his absolute mind. What do you mean shitty, bro? Um, the, <laughs> what do you mean shitty, bro? Doubt. Doubt. Um, it's well. It's the last day of spooky season, so um, look out for what day um, is it? Oh, it's God! You did it to me again. <laughs> I I was thinking you're talking about today. I'm not smart enough for that, dog. You mean today, the thirty first? Ah, uh, um, yes, today, t- not two days before the thirty first. Yeah, yeah, look out for the human spider. Last day you'll be able to spot it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Orion in the winter. <laughs> Um, yeah, today we're here to talk about, we're, ga- we're gathered here today to talk about, <laughs> dude, dude, I'm so tired, man. I'm really tired. Yeah. I was, just, I was fully asleep for an hour and a half before Parker got here. Were you really? Wow. Yeah. And that's too much time because w- when you wake up after that, you're still asleep for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a little power nap where you sort of close your eyes and open them and then you're still driving your car. Um, <laughs> Do not do that. Do not do that. Don't drive and nap. <laughs> Don't nap and drive. Don't nap and drive. You should know that. All right? I shouldn't have to tell you that. We're here to talk about Soak the Master. Yeah. Uh, Soak the Master, of course, a uh, new project from Holy White Hounds guitarist slash singer Brenton Dean and uh, a drummer named Christian Peters. Sweet. According to their Spotify bio, Soak the Master is a project of Brenton Dean and Christian Peters. All songs are recorded themselves on an 8-track Tascam recorder in their warehouse space. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we know about Soak the Master. They released two songs actually a couple weeks ago. They're called Banana Pudding and Anti-Wonder with the single itself being Banana Pudding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this came out on the same day that Lily Jatay's album came out, and we decided to talk about that first since it yeah. was on our minds. But, of course, we had to come back to our boy Brenton Dean, whom you can hear on Pretty Ford Interviews Episode 2. Yeah. Um, a real marathon of... Uh Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, we did the album review of Holy White Hounds, Say It With Your Mouth, Pretty Fort Weekly episode. What? And uh, that was one of our favorite rock records of last year. So you could say these tracks would be anticipated. Yes. By um, your boys. And we were technically at the unveiling of this project um, Mm -hmm. at the Holy White Hounds album release show at XBK. The Half Loves album release show. What did I say? You said Foo Fighters. <laughs> you said Billy Eilish. Uh, yeah, the Half Loves album release show at XBK. Uh, at the time, they were just billed as H U U H, which was supposed to look like H W H Holy White House. Yeah, yeah, but then they um, were like, "Oh, this is our announcement show." I you think know? one of us said that that sounded like it would be the grunt that the priest makes from Age of Empires. <laughs> oh <Sure>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, soak the master. Yeah, and uh, of course. Now that we've teed it up completely, I'd like to derail the conversation and ask Parker, what have you been listening to? 
You're wrong. Co- you should be listening to the new Cigarettes After Sex record. Ah, yes. Fucking great. Ah, okay. Dude, I got into them this summer because someone was like, hey, they have this new record coming out. You should listen to them. And I'm really glad that I prepped myself to be interested in this record release mm-hmm. because I think like any other year, if I didn't have that heads up, this would have been one that I just miss. Yeah. It's just not up my alley or in the you know genres that I listen to, but I absolutely love it. Um, it's called Cry. And it's got a little storm cloud on the cover. You'd rain. recommend? Would recommend. I, after a couple of weeks of not listening to new things, I actually rattled off a bunch of new releases. Um, the new Jimmy World album, Surviving. That band has slept on. They have made very few average albums. Um, and the, Surviving is not average? Good. No, it is, um, it is definitely uh, in vain with their last album, Integrity Blues, which was, you know, people would think of oh, a Jimmy World album in 2019. It's good. I'd recommend this third album from Rex Orange County, Pony. So I listened to that single from the Friday before, but I haven't gotten to the album yeah, yet. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was just lacking a lot of, in my opinion, what that single especially, but I'd say as a whole as an album, lacked a lot of what I found interesting about Rex Orange County. Yeah, the single to me, correct me if I'm I barely know Rex Orange County, but from what I've heard, what I kind of enjoy is that he's like making a... Uh, a slightly more theatrical like old school style a little bit more portable and catchy and it's not like he doesn't get lost in the sauce i would say and then that single i was like with the whole like choir thing at the end if i'm remembering it correctly it like kind of go it sort of drags on too long was this a new track or was it a track i sent you a while ago uh, no, it was a new track. It was the Friday before the album came oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe. But definitely the lead single off that album, 10, 10 out of 10, wasn't really uh, wasn't really up my alley. It was a little too plain for me. In ter- because, you know, I think his whole thing was like, you know, pretty... I mean, obviously, he caught Tyler, the creators here. But really, like, R&B, honestly, some, like, show tunesy sort of things. Really, like, vast, like, really wide, like, string sections. And then, Yeah. I'm thinking of either face-to-face or Pluto Projector. Okay. Um, one of those. Yeah. I didn't go too deep on it, mostly because I listened to it, you know, twice. And I was, like, not really into it. Uh, but then the last album I listened to, uh, except the one we're about to talk about, is uh, <laughs> is uh, the Grace Potter album. Which I believe then oh the name of the album is Daylight uh, Grace Potter from Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Uh, she put out a solo album before this that was more pop influenced, but this is way more organic, way more songwritery, and um, I liked it. Yeah. she's sweet. She's cool. I don't really know Grace Potter, but she sounds like she could fit into the Harry Potter universe, <laughs> <laughs> the Wizarding World, if you will. Yeah. Like, damn, what a fucking good pull! If I would have went straight for Wizarding World. <laughs> do you TM. remember? Do you remember the time we talked about um, Crimes of Grindelwald? No. But, <laughs> oh wait, yeah, where I just talked about how fucking illogical it is that, like, f- like anime Johnny Depp <laughs> would have a shot with fucking Jude Law Dumbledore. I was like, Jude Law Dumbledore is <laughs> a literal ten out of ten, and you're telling me that this fucking guy with like a crazy eye and fucking literal like I don't know. I I do, I often refuse to pee during movies but at some point I <laughs> like someone's, ma- <laughs> someone's yeah. making you sorry I, I, it's I, not like you have to someone just <laughs> yeah i usually like, sir you better get up and fucking go to the bathroom I, right now i usually will abstain and uh if i do have to pee in sure, the last like sure. half hour 
but I was like reaching the climax of that movie. I was like, I'm, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good like quality of a, a, a movie review. You should point out whether or not you'd be willing <laughs> to get up halfway through to, and I, uh, yeah. I just, I want to bring something up about yeah. how, do you remember all the stories that were like Avengers Endgame? Can you make it without pissing yourself? Is and that, then what? these are, this sounds like some weird shit. Well, man. no, there like, were actual what? stories that were like, yeah, I know, but what, <laughs> all right keep going keep going keep going but so anyway but then it chapter two came out like a few like six months later and it was like 15 minutes shorter than endgame and no one bad an eye like i feel like i i did hear some people react to that running time but uh yeah no i know yeah i mean did you know that like those fucking pirates of the caribbean movies were like two hours 40 minutes <laughs> Yeah. Also, I want to go back the uh, Endgame thing. I mean, people were planning on watching that movie. You know, uh-huh. like it chapter two is just a bunch of like people like you who just sort of stand Blumhouse well, and have seen Countdown like numerous times <laughs> since it came out in theaters. Well, I would argue that it chapter two is like one of the most hyped horror no, movies. No, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I'm usually right. It was pretty disappointing though, right? I, that's what I heard. Yeah. Do you not see it? No. Oh, you walked out of the first one, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Not because it had anything to do with the movie, but yeah, I was sitting with my mom and sister, and uh, and there were some kids talking behind us, and I think someone in our row was like, Shh, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, they kept talking, and we get to the part in the movie where uh, the dad character of I think her name is Beverly mm-hmm. is being a real a real creepy boy, and uh, and so, <laughs> and someone behind me was just like why is this guy being so creepy <laughs> and i was like i fucking can't ha-. and i just stood up and walked out <laughs> i was like no absolutely not it's a horror movie what are you talking about why is he creepy i don't yeah. of course he's creepy i don't this think- is a bad movie not a bad movie it's a movie about bad I, stuff oh yeah, yeah yeah i i mean i don't think that movie was quite as good as people um made out to be but uh, regardless, I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. Dude, uh, I straight up left, and then I picked my sister and mom up later, like two hours <laughs> later. I was like, all right, I'll just come back when this movie's over. Itch too. Parker, let's stop Let's stop dancing around the topic at hand. We're here to talk about some music that came out, and everybody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Fucking Jesus is king, bro. <laughs> the update you've been waiting for. Not Yandy. Did I see the experimental concert film? Yes, I did. Was it good? I don't really think so. (laughs) It was interesting. How many people were there? 25. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me the IMAX and Waukee. I think there were some confused suburban Christian folk who were were like looking at showtimes (laughs) that weekend. They're like, yeah, Jesus is king. All right. There were a couple of like dads where I was like, mm. yeah, <laughs> just some dude in Sperry's. Um, yeah, uh, you can wear Sperry's if you want to. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to all our listeners that wear Sperry's. We're a lifestyle podcast now. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, there were just a lot of static shots of people singing for like a whole song. Or it'd be like a slow zoom in on a choir mm-hmm. in a really dramatic location. But it's just gospel music. It wasn't like his music. So I didn't. It wasn't the music on the album, no. right? Yeah, no. I didn't really find it that compelling. There was this one part at the end where he did, uh, he had like two organists in this big blue open room, and they were just like sort of 
pressed back to back playing streetlights while he just sort of like stood there singing along with another guy and then the camera looped around them in that room and it was it was actually kind of compelling it was pretty cool Hmm. but yeah jesus king came out the next day uh i think the record is good i don't think the content or lyricism is that compelling because it just kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like a christian soccer mom's facebook post more than like a, I was gonna you know, s- a real dissertation on someone's faith yeah I was gonna say- chase here went ahead and cut out the unbroken 15 minutes of kanye west discussion because it didn't really seem relevant to this episode of pretty fort weekly that is supposed to be about soak the master we did wax poetic about how the record is pretty okay and uh yeah you're welcome for saving you from that experience nothing else going on all right okay all right back to the show yeah i I, if we add any more we'll keep going then we don't need to uh let's talk about soak the master yeah okay so i'm not gonna say that these are demos but they're clearly these sort of like more barren stripped down tracks yes they feel a little bit more uh loose and improvisational of course we're talking about banana pudding and anti-wonder in comparison to holy white hounds where it's like these hugely produced like epic rock these tracks vast, uh, fucking yeah. deep as yeah. hell yeah. lots of effects yeah. and guitars and sounds um these feel very raw like garage rock style um obviously just recorded on a tape machine and the drums are super boxy and compressed and super fun to listen to and uh and the guitars are all centered around grooving so pr tell me what do you think about so master uh yeah this um i mean the so banana pudding is definitely like the defit even though there are two songs <laughs> the definitive song by banana them. pudding is the say love the soak the master <laughs> release uh because i think that is actually what soak the master is because uh Anti-Wonder does kind of feel like a B-side track from the first Holy White Hounds album. It, it kind of does. It's like very reminiscent of that record, actually. Yeah. I would also say Anti-Wonder is where the minimalism um, it isn't as effective. Yeah. Like, you can hear the sort of emptiness in that song where you could stack some more guitars and have more going on. Mm-hmm. Not saying it needs it. But, like, you can hear where those moments would take place. Yeah. Whereas Banana Pudding, it never really feels empty. No, yeah, you know, it, it is interesting because... It's sparse, but, yeah. It, it is sparse. You know, it's um completely, like, a noodling guitar line, which, like, you know, locks with the drums from Christian. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, really, like, locks in with the drums. You know, it's, it's you know, kind of Black Keys-esque or, like, some, even, like, Cream, like, cl- some classic rock-inspired uh, playing right there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's it's kind of, it's a it's an interesting song. Uh, it's definitely um, you know a side project. Like it doesn't have single qualities. You mean like yeah, exactly. Sort of... It's it's definitely like I'm sure that song's fun as hell to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like hearing everywhere that you know his fi- his fingers are going on that neck. Yeah, yeah. You know the song's fine. There are a couple interesting aspects that you know, like you pointed out, like where um <clears throat> you know where the track fades out and then fake. Fakes you out, fakes you out, and then comes back in. I mean, when it comes down, I think both these songs are pretty good. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed them a decent amount. It's just immediately I want to listen to Holy White House. I don't know what it is. It Um, was I was actually surprised when we were listening um, with the with the headphones. It was much better mixed than I thought. So I did want to point that out because like I was listening to them in my car, and all my opinions sort of lined up with yours. But we just listened to them 
again, which I'm sure is for the hundredth time for you as it is for me um, over the past few days. And yeah, for whatever reason, in the Sony studio monitors, like the MDRs, mm-hmm. it, they sounded so much better, yeah. like really good. And actually the, yeah, some of the stereo mixing of Anti-Wonder came out more and the track felt less empty. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that is. I'm sure it's just, yeah, these these things aren't like engineered to the, or mixed or mastered or whatever to like the extent that Holy White Hounds is. So like the mixes might not be as portable as those songs are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I won't super take that into consideration as far as the quality of the songs. I think um, Banana Pudding's a song where you get lost in the sauce a little bit with the guitar because typically you've got other stuff to sort of grab onto, right? When those riffs like sort of stack on top of each other. And I think it's, while it's interesting enough to keep listening to, it does, um, yeah, it doesn't move as much as uh, as a traditional. I mean, we're just going to compare it to the Holy White Hounds, I guess, over and over again. If we're just trying to like completely split it out, um and not even think about the context of brent and dean then i i think my opinion still stands like the songs themselves they have like these super catchy and fun moments but yeah they feel a lot more like jam tracks than like a song song right yeah especially anti-wonder um like you said it just feels like uh it could be more uh which i mean it you know, like we said, it just like sounds like Ghost Arm from Sparkle Sparkle there for or Holy White Hound's first album. It honestly sounds kind of recorded, but I, well, Anti Wonder maybe not, but Banana Pudding is still recorded very well. Mm-hmm. Actually, it, so- it sounds really pleasant to listen yeah, to. It's it's. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like, I think Anti Wonder is probably the better song of the two. It's more of a song song, but. Banana Pudding is way more of a soak the mast of what we know of them. Right, right. Is way more. Uh, I mean, I guess that's not fair to say because they have two songs and. But based on the live performance yeah, that we saw, exactly. Yeah, Anti Wonder, the drum set is like mixed a little bit differently too, and the hi hat is kind of grating at a certain volume. Like mm-hmm. in my car, I was like, oh, "This is kind of mixed weird." The drums on both these tracks are, I think, actually kind of interesting because they're pretty stripped down. It's mostly just these hi hat, snare, kick drum patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a little bit. Um, I don't even know if there's any cymbal work on this. Um, there's a lot of open hi-hat stuff, but it's really just these like small kit sounds. Yeah. And I think it actually plays into the theme, uh, like the the vibe of the music really well. I think it would sound way weirder if it was, you know, you got those really choppy rhythm. If you had like, yeah, like it, it would, you know, I don't know that that would just yeah. feel very odd. I mean, just so. the vibe of, you know, two people facing each other right and like they're the only people that are helping them out it's not like you know and a you know standard like four piece or five piece band like to quote someone that we know like oh i don't have to count like yeah. uh you know i can let them do the work so i name any duo like yeah freaking like japan droids or like mm-hmm. you know black keys the easy one that's just like what it definitely has its own distinct i think you could show even though there are bass there's bass on both these tracks uh, like you said, it might just be an octave pedal. Yeah. Uh, but I bet you could even show this to someone and be like, this is a duo. And they'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, sound, it sounds like a duo. Mm-hmm. Like, it comes off as that, which I think is cool. Like, that's a positive in my book. Yeah. Because it would 
be weird if it was like, wow, that's not a lot of sound for a four piece, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense that it, it at least lines up with the expectations that you have for the band. So. Yeah. I think those like, you know, I think those early black keys albums were like really cool. Cause just like with having that little of sound, it's cool to see what you can accomplish with that. It does give you an opportunity to, pay a lot of attention to the smaller details Mm -hmm. like Brenton's performance is under a microscope here vocally yeah so it is fun to hear how compelling he continues to be he he is charming as hell on the tracks yeah it's it's super interesting to hear him uh not in the context of the other band um right yeah like in Nirvana. He, <laughs> I mean, he just has a, such a distinct tone to his voice that you wouldn't be able to mistake him. But. And I mean, we talk about how light the production is, but there are parts where he doubles up his vocals, where he harmonizes, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. all of those feel supernatural when, when he decides to use those. Mm-hmm. Like when he does do those vocal um, effects and layering, it, it plays right into the music. But, um, you know, it, that's where I, I don't think it would be betraying them to add or their band to add just a little bit more, right? Yeah. You know, where could you take banana pudding if you added another guitar? Not even to, and there are parts where there are stacked lead guitars, but I just mean something to add some depth to like that palette. Yeah. You got bands like Royal Blood, right? Mm-hmm. Who produce a ton of sound for a two piece, but the parts are these really droney, like heavy rock parts yeah. where that splitter that he's using to send a, signal to the bass amp and a signal to the guitar amp plus you know more after that it becomes a very effective tool at making a full ba- full band sound because he's constantly playing it's yeah you know what i mean the riffs are not as uh start and stop as they are on yeah. soak the master it must be exhausting uh you know being I, I feel like most of these duos include a drummer so i mean being that lead uh, guitar player in these bands must be exhausting especially yeah. for royal blood that's a good one because you really are playing two parts uh, in a way and i should say yeah he plays the bass right and sends it to an octave pedal up to pl- play yeah. guitar with. yeah 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 mm-hmm. so yeah i mean honestly soak the master like i don't i don't know how committed they are to the two member thing i don't i don't know if that's just a byproduct of where they are currently Mm -hmm. or if that's like an intentional choice they want to keep it stripped down something like this but i was at a show uh on saturday Mm -hmm. gloom balloon uh birdie pie featuring the drummer of soak the master and uh john jr formerly reviewed on pretty four weekly episode something they were pretty good talking to seth luloff of the holy white hounds and just ask i asked him what he was thinking about it he was like super into him but i was also like they kind of sound like they could be holy white hound songs right like you could you know bring in the full band for this and and flesh it out and he seemed to agree with that diagnosis but i don't think anybody would be able to hear brent and dean on a song without immediately thinking of holy white hounds it's a you know it's a it's a hard thing you know you know when the vocalist of something goes off and does another right uh project because uh, i mean this is the person that did Holy White Hounds. Uh, so I think it's like, I think a good representation is when uh, Dave Grohl in the back and forth documentary is like, what do you want me to do? Go and make a, yeah, a reggae record. Yeah. A reggae record. Yeah. And it's like, no, I, in his example, he's like, no, I'm making another grunge album. But you know, in this one, he's like, I don't know. This is just what I write. Right. Yeah. And mm. like, honestly, that's a kind of an apt comparison because Foo Fighters from there on out, slowly diverged from nirvana right yeah. toward a completely different sound so that could be you know the stepping stone for so soak the master to further develop 
their own identity and their own sound and that would be cool i'd be into it yeah i think honestly i think these songs are uh great for like the pace at which they got them out and they sound great Mm -hmm. uh anti-wonder i just want to point out before i forget i feel like anti-wonder is elevated by the little outro um, yeah, it yeah. makes you stop and re-listen to the lyrics in a different way because a lot of times in these songs that are so like bouncy back and forth um ethereal you so i i, I don't know about you but i sort of just like i take in the lyrics but i consider them more aesthetic than like purposeful or yeah. deliberate yeah i think plenty of hound songs have that appeal right um, like just saying things to engender these ideas as opposed to like really sending a message but he says that line you know um about crying in the bathroom earlier in the song and it just goes in one year out the other like oh this is just part of the song and then when he comes back to it at the end of anti-wonder i'm like oh okay this is actually like a real line yeah. you know what i mean this is a real moment so it was very interesting that uh, i would really be down to hear them pursue or keep going down that direction of mm-hmm like mixing in on uh bouncy vibey stuff or you know I, I don't know what you call that guitar style it's like energetic what from the yeah kind of noodly just riff rock right yeah like use that on the highs and using that stuff on anti-wander on the lows it's it's interesting it's a nice little contrast so i thought that elevated the song quite a bit pr in summary Tell me about Soak the Master and uh, what would you stop by Scale Banana Pudding? The tracks individually? We can do the tracks individually or the release as a whole. I think they're both in the same ballpark. Yeah, I think this uh, little duo, this little single, this little split single we got here is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's pretty much you know what we put out on the table. This is uh, the guy from Holy White Hounds writing a little bit more stripped down. It's still definitely rock music. It's you know yep. it's not crossing genres at all. Uh, but you know maybe he was like, I don't want to play chords as much. You know I want to see. You know actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What a specific. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know I th- I thought I don't want to cool. be in a band with so many H's. <laughs> uh, I think yes, I think it was cool. I think uh, I think Anti Wonder suffers a little bit of an identity. Uh, issue yeah exactly um this is a uh bright yellow for me that's a dim green for me it's definitely a track that i'm gonna come back to i mean both tracks i think are tracks that i'm gonna come back to i think they're catchy they're Mm -hmm. fun they're good overall i'm excited Mm -hmm. it's just funny because like i think it's hard to lose the baggage of holy white hounds when talking about this music we've obviously tried to you know speak more generically but yeah ultimately it's funny to be like seemingly lukewarm about a track that i'm definitely going to listen to again <laughs> but it's just because i listen to hoy whitehounds a lot and uh and so i'm used to brent dean being talented it's not really surprising anymore yeah i mean it's just something when anyone breaks off to like we like we saw that with um with brandon darner when uh when sean crayon uh went and did um to my surprise to my surprise yeah it's just the nature of those sort of things you're gonna get compared to where you came from yep um and you know whether or not that's fair that's just that's what the listener has. Hey, uh, thank you for listening to episode 37 yeah. of Political Weekly. We appreciate it, of course. Yeah. Uh, tonight is game six of the World Series. And uh, by the time this comes out, you know who won. And if the Nats lost, uh, you can probably, you should tweet me some encouraging words of support. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a Nationals fan, but I want them to win so bad. And uh, I think they're going to lose 
But Max Scherzer's back. He uh, he had that shoulder thing on Sunday, but he's going to pitch tonight. Chase here. Uh, happy to report that the Washington Nationals did, in fact, win the World Series. So, yay. You can still tweet me words of encouragement or whatever. Anyway, uh, you can go to prettyboard.com for our written coverage of the Des Moines Island Music Seat. You can go to Twitter. Twitter at Pretty Fort. Yeah. Keep up with what we're tweeting. You can go to Instagram at Pretty Fort DM. Look at the photos from our resident photographer, Josh, Josh Fish. And of course, you can follow Parker on Twitter. Of course, at, at Spine and Diffidum. Uh, <laughs> at Reed, comma, Parker. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Resident Evil Knievel <laughs> 420 uh, no it's at Schweitzer 515 Resident that was pretty good hey here's a tease we're doing an interview on Friday oh, oh. we're doing another interview two weeks from Friday oh. and uh, they're both going to be very exciting so get hype I'll give you one hint GDP mm? 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 I'll give you another hint Rival podcast. Oh, oh shit! Oh no, dude. The music's playing. You can hear it. Can you hear it? It's going. <laughs> Just to look, to look on your face. All right, here we go. Keep. And on spin. Oh, keep. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, right, right, right. Keep, keep on spinning. spinning.